We can do this. I believe. I don't believe that we can. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Hi. Wait, can someone give us some intro music now? Welcome to Highly Informed. We are your hosts, Emma Brinkworth. I am 20 years old, and I am an aspiring ukulele artist. I am Bibi Bedell. I am 19, and I am aspiring planter. And I am Matt Kennedy. I am also 19, and I am aspiring. Basically, this podcast is going to be a complete shit show, where we talk about our life traumas, what's new with Timothy Chalamet, and embarrass ourselves for about an hour. If you make it to the end of the podcast, you or a loved one may be eligible for financial compensation. Also, disclaimer, we have no idea what we are fucking doing. Um, so, baby, Matt, what do you guys have been up to this week in quarantine? Emma, I am so glad that you asked because I have been doing shockingly nothing. <laughs> okay, great. And that's all. Absolutely nothing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's our whole podcast, guys. Um, thanks <laughs> Thank for you listening for coming today. <laughs> thanks for listening. Um, no, baby. Um, I bought a planter on Amazon that came with an LED light, but I bought the one that does not come with an LED light, so all my plants are now dead. <laughs> and um, that's pretty much it. I just have been trying to plant, and nothing's been coming from it. I've also developed an addiction to Amazon during quarantine. It's really bad. I've been running my bank account very low because there are so many weird little tempting things I see when I go on there, like a bag of 250 plastic babies or a bag of watermelon seeds. You can buy an amputee's leg. Like, really, you could get anything on Amazon. You can buy an amputee's leg. Yeah, yeah you can buy an amputee's leg and you can get it shipped to you in two days if you have Prime. <gasps> can you buy yeah, other this episode, this episode is sponsored by Amazon Prime. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> but seriously, I've just been really bored. I tried teaching myself the ukulele today and it sounds fucking awful. Um, <laughs> and I'm re- really sad about it. My grandma shipped it to me for my birthday and I thought it'd be easy and that I would sound like that... Um, Hawaiian man Grace who sings Vanderwall? somewhere over the rainbow. No. <laughs> Matt, she's not a Hawaiian man. I'm talking about, know. you know that Hawaiian man who sings somewhere over the rainbow he and he died? Yeah, he's dead. But rest in peace. Um, <laughs> this right. podcast is dedicated to the Hawaiian man who sings this somewhere over the rainbow. podcast is sponsored by the Hawaiian man. <laughs> Every time that song comes on in the car, my mom thinks about how his body was sent out in the middle of the ocean when he died and she starts crying viking burial did they burn him i don't think they burned him i think they just like it like was sent out on a boat like a no like a A raft a surfboard um (laughs) what just just his corpse like i don't know if they like set the body out but it was like ashes or like something and they're like flowers it's like a hawaiian thing that hawaiians do he weighed like 700 pounds. <laughs> Maybe it was a really big surfboard. It's just a boat. <laughs> it's just a boat at that point. Oh my god. Do you think 
you would have a Viking funeral if given the opportunity. Oh, that's what I want. Oh, really? Yeah. Just think about it. Everybody gathering around to watch your boat body sent off and burned in the middle of the ocean. That's so badass. I want to be flown into space like Elon Musk's Tesla that's orbiting the Earth, but just my body. Okay. So, like, imagine this. You're gathering your kids on the lawn and your little kid Sarah just bought a telescope. And she's like, Daddy, Daddy, come look. There's a shooting star. And you look at the telescope and it's just my body at, like, the fastest speeds possible orbiting the Earth. That would be amazing. Yeah, that's goals. Right? I think so. I would just like to be shot out of a cannon. <laughs> to where? <laughs> Just, just shot in the sky, but like then you just like hit the ground, down. like you just collapse on the floor. But at least you were flying. Imagine that was like a common occurrence, and like you're just walking down the street, and a dead body just lands next to you, and you're like, ah, oh, someone must have had their funeral this morning. <laughs> Funerals are so weird. I hate going to them because it's so like I'm sorry, like I know it's insensitive to say, but I feel so awkward walking up and looking at this dead person in a box and then looking at their family and being like, I'm so sorry, as if I caused their death and then I'm apologizing for them being dead. It makes no sense. Yeah, I feel that. Open casket, especially like open casket should not be allowed. That is the weirdest thing. To have your dead body just there for people to look at. And they get painted? My mom did my grandma's makeup when she died. That's really sad. (laughs) She specially requested it. Jesus. (laughs) Could you imagine if you were like, there's like a special niche market for people who are like clowns and also for the dead where they like do the painting of the dead bodies, but they have like a tiger on their face <laughs> or like a butterfly, like if they're at a carnival. Face paint. I feel like, yeah, I feel like that'd be really fun. <laughs> oh, that would be good. Uh, I want a tiger. But like, you the want one that, a tiger? No, like painted on my corpse's face. Oh, I was going to be like, that's pretty illegal if you learned nothing from the hit documentary, The Tiger King. But like half my face as a tiger and the other half. What's the other half? Carol Baskin. (laughs) Oh, right. Topical. And I like it. (laughs) Great. Do you think Carol Baskin's listening to this? (gasps) I hope she is. This this podcast is sponsored by Big Cat Rescue. (laughs) She went into hiding after Tiger King blew up, and it makes sense. I would go into hiding, too, if I were her. Um, So today, basically how we're going to structure this podcast, guys, is we're going to have little segments in which we awkwardly transition to whenever the conversation lulls, Um, and that's just how this is going to go. So our next segment is the tea time story time segment Mm. and today's theme is pee related trauma so we are titling today's pee time so i'm gonna go first super yummy um i'm gonna go first with my story and share with you guys my pee related trauma so i went to Catholic school for 13 years of my life, which is already traumatic enough, but that's not what this is about. Um, And in kindergarten, we all had to wear these little uniforms and they made us into little robots, basically. 
And there's this chore chart that we had on the sideboard. And you had to go put your popsicle stick with your name on it on the chore board. And so you waited in a line for like a while for every little kindergartner to pick their chore. And then everyone went and sat back down. And so there was this girl in my class named Morgan. And Morgan was a frequent bathroom user. Um, she would go to the bathroom probably every five minutes. Like she would ask to go to the bathroom like every five minutes. And at a certain point, my kindergarten teacher basically was like, shut the fuck up, Morgan. You don't have to pee. I'm not letting you go to the bathroom anymore. And so I started living in fear of going to the bathroom because I didn't want to get yelled at by my kindergarten teacher. And so one day I'm waiting for the chores in line and I had to pee so fucking bad and I just look at my teacher and I'm like she's gonna yell at me if I ask to go to the bathroom so I'm waiting in this line and then all of a sudden it just I can't stop it and it just comes out of me and I'm peeing like a fucking racehorse on Ben Gramza's foot in front of me and his shoes I know his shoes and his white socks were soaked with my urine, my five-year-old urine. And I didn't move. Why did I not think to move as I'm peeing? I just stood there and let it happen. I let Ben Gramza's shoe get soaked in my pee. And Ben Gramza, if you're listening to this, I just wanted to say I'm really sorry. I still think about it um, late at night. I It keeps me awake. I'm very traumatized by it. I don't think I ever apologized for peeing on his foot. I just kind of did it and then went to the nurse's office and they changed my clothes because I was also obviously covered in pee. It's not like I could just aim it at his foot. Um, So that was pretty traumatic for me. And it, now I'm not only scared of the bathroom, but I'm also scared of kindergarten, Catholic schools, and Ben Gramza. Um, my two questions are one, did Ben Gramza... <laughs> Have to go to the nurse and get his socks changed with you? Was um, it like a little trip together? Well, they didn't send us together. I don't remember like walking with him and just being like, oh, by the way, I, I'm sorry about pissing in your shoe. I, I didn't mean to do that. I was afraid because Morgan made us live in a totalitarian dictatorship of bathrooms. Um, but he did also have to change his socks and shoes. Maybe they also changed his pants because, like, the cuff at the bottom got a little bit of pee on it. Okay, and my second question is, why was his foot in that close of proximity to get your pee on him? Kindergartners are little, man. Like, their <laughs> limbs end up everywhere. Have you ever, like, seen kindergartners hanging out? They're just vibing you know? And I don't know, we were standing in line and we were all waiting in this tightly packed line and I was going to pick, pick up the blocks. I was like really excited to choose pick up the blocks as my chore. And all of a sudden I was peeing on my classmate's foot and everyone was watching. And it's like, to see, hey, everyone see you pee, your little jumper is, it's just mortifying, man. My question is, what was he doing while you were peeing on him? <laughs> if my memory serves me correctly, he was looking forward while it started. And then in the middle of it, he realized, turned around and looked, which is how it got on the front of the shoe. 
and then just looked down and then looked at me. And by then it was over. You know, you're five. You don't pee for a super long time. So it just happened. And I was so upset. And I called my mom because they let me do that. Um, And my mom was like, ugh, and came and like picked me up from school after they changed me. And I just cried in the car because I was so embarrassed. Wow, that's tragic. Poor Thank you. So... I'm just worried that one day Ben Gramza is going to run into me like in a store and like that's his only memory of me is that like I peed on his foot. Do you think that fear is now embedded into him? About little girls peeing on his feet? Like do you think that's something he has nightmares of? About me peeing on his foot? Just little girls peeing on his feet. (laughs) Honestly... That would not surprise me. I would also be afraid of people peeing on me if someone did it with no remorse and didn't move while it was happening. I probably looked proud to pee on his foot, honestly. Um, I would like to hear BB's pee-related trauma next to make myself feel better about mine. Okay. It's going to make you feel a lot better because mine involves shitting myself instead of pissing myself. <laughs> so buckle up. It gets worse. <laughs> Um, I'll set the scene. Um, basically I was, I would say 12 years old and we were going, me and my dad were going to a family friend's house for a little dinner. Um, we were in the car and on the way there, I decided to pick up a good old hot chocolate, no, a chocolate milk, a Nestle chocolate milk. You know, those ones with the bunny on it. Mm. Oh yeah. Delicious. So good. So I chugged that bad boy down, and then I um, we got to the house, and I was like, there was this girl there who was my age. I was playing with her and her friends, and she had like two older brothers, and they're older. They were like, they had friends over too, and I was like, oh my god, these boys are so cute. Like, I'm gonna impress these boys. Like, watch me work. Um, and so like I was like playing with them, whatever, <laughs> um, and. <laughs> I was, I like really had to go to the bathroom. I was like, oh shit, like shit's about to go down. But I didn't want to like go into the bathroom and like them to know that I went to the bathroom or like, I don't really remember what my thought process was, but I was like, no, like I'm just going to stay hanging out with these people and hopefully they'll think I'm cool. So then it just led to me going to the bathroom eventually and realizing that I had completely shit myself. Like, there was just shit everywhere. And I was like, okay, this is good. I don't know what I'm going to do at this point because I can't, like, walk out and be like, I just crap myself. So I just (laughs) sat in the bathroom for, like, about 10 minutes contemplating my life and how I would end it. (laughs) And then I, I, like, eventually probably called my dad. And then the worst part is the mom of, like, the kids, she put me in a diaper (laughs) Because she thought that it would happen again. (laughs) And then she sent me home in a diaper and she buckled me into my seatbelt in the car. Like she treated me like I was two years old. And that was the most mortifying part was being buckled in, wearing a diaper in front of these boys. that I was trying to like make think I was the coolest person alive. You sound like Gypsy Rose. <laughs> Baby, you can't have the nest quick. You're gonna shit yourself. <laughs> I did. Wait, so oh you didn't God. realize when you initially shit your pants? 
<laughs> like it didn't. I thought I like you know when like you shart yourself like you like it's bad. But no, I didn't. And then I was also wearing like not they weren't my clothes I was wearing. I was wearing the other girl's clothes because we were dressing up as Hannah Montana. <laughs> so that you was even shit worse. yourself in someone else's clothes. Yes, that's so good. That yeah, that's that's a good life. one. <laughs> Yeah, that so is awful. really good. Were you wearing the <laughs> Hannah Montana wig? <laughs> no, I wasn't, but I should have been. Was it like a pull-up or was it like really like a Depends or it, a Pampers? It was a pull-up. Like, I don't know why she had these either. <laughs> I think maybe like for her dog or something. Like something was going on <laughs> with her dog. <laughs> but like, God, I was so mortified. How did your parents react to finding out you shit yourself? <laughs> My dad was pretty embarrassed too. He was like, "Oh no, really? <laughs> she did this. <laughs> she put a diaper on your dad." It <laughs> <laughs> oh, was ridiculous. That is so funny, BB. That is something that I wish I knew about you so long ago. <laughs> That story somehow it only pops up in my mind like once in a while. Like it's not something I'm constantly thinking about. Because you trauma blocked it out. Correct. That is exactly what happened. <gasps> trauma blocked the fact that you shit yourself in someone else's Hannah Montana clothes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so funny. But when you Okay, here's the thing. Maybe TMI for the listeners, but when I poop, I pee also. So did you do both or did just shit slide out of you without the other thing being activated? <laughs> uh, yeah, I really think that it just like slid out. Like I literally like, I thought it was just a fart and I farted and it just, I just shit my pants. That yeah, is. And you know, you know when that fart has gone south. You were like, yeah, <laughs> when it gets wet. <laughs> this is so gross. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, if you shit yourself? Um, yeah, well, that's not the story that I'm gonna tell, but I mean, it could be. <laughs> I'm just asking because you said it like you're like a war veteran who has like gone through it so many times. I've been there before. Um, I have been there before, but um, it was traumatic. Oh my god. <laughs> Because Matt really went. Matt really went. Oh, yeah. You know, when it gets wet, oh, <laughs> those are the times. I'm like, oh, I'm like, Jesus. Um, I've never shit myself. I feel like that's an experience. I mean, other than obviously like when I was a baby, but I feel like that's an experience that I've missed out on. And I might try to do it in the future just so I have Make a story. Make it happen. Yeah. I just feel like I'm. Yeah, I just feel really left out. So I'm going to take a bunch of laxatives and then go wait in the line at the DMV because I know that'll take me a while and then I'll shit myself there. Mm. That'll be a fun story. Imagine saying you shit yourself at the DMV. That's a funny story. I've shit my pants at the DMV. (laughs) No, you're lying. (laughs) You're right. It was at six. (laughs) Which is worse. Yeah. Literally, that is worse. Um, all right, Matt, I'm ready to hear your pee related trauma um, story. All right, so my pee time is not related to shitting myself, but it, it is about me peeing my pants. 
um, I was in my third grade class and we were having some breakout time to do really whatever. And me and these two girls were in the little book corner, just, you know, hanging around and all throughout middle and elementary school, my teachers always told me that I talk too much, but like, (laughs) whatever, we moved past it. So me and these two girls were in the book corner supposed to be like reading, but we were obviously just talking, playing around as little third graders do. Um, And somebody made me laugh and I could not stop laughing. And then the three of us just, you know, when you're in a group and you're all laughing and it just keeps evolving. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. That's what it was. And I know myself, if I laugh too hard, I will pee my pants. Like if somebody (laughs) tickles me, I will pee my pants. So that is good to know. (laughs) That is the more, you know. But so we were laughing and I felt it coming on, but I, there was nothing I could do to stop it. And I, I peed my pants in the book corner, but <gasps> I was wearing like khaki shorts. So it was like a light tan color. <laughs> so when it gets wet, it's noticeable, right? It's not like I was wearing right. black pants, like no, very noticeable. Um, and I stand up in the book corner and run to my teacher's desk huge pee stain on my pants <laughs> Matt. and in front of the whole class they everybody was watching me I get brought down to the nurse's office she gives me a change of clothes so now at this point if people didn't see my pee stained pants they see me coming back with green shorts on so they know <laughs> they know there was an accident <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. It, was, it was bad because when I got back this uh this kid in my class, he explicitly asked me if I peed my pants. And nothing is worse <laughs> than them just bringing it up to you. <laughs> and it was, you it was traumatic. Um, well, I couldn't say no because I was wearing different pants. Maybe you just tell them you did a quick change. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, that is... Yeah, it was pretty bad. That is bad. bad. So did it get on the books? No, we weren't really reading the books. Um, It may have gotten a bit on like the little carpet. Right. But I didn't really notice or care about that. I don't know what made you laugh so hard that you had to piss your pants. It was a really, (laughs) it was a, it's not bad now. It's really not a problem now. But (laughs) when I was younger... I used to pee my pants all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Like, just going to be honest, like it happened. Like if somebody tickled me when I was younger, I would pee my pants. How young is younger? Like Um, what age did you stop pissing your pants? I don't really know. I can't remember the last time I did, but I know it was recent. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that it has something to do with the tumor under your armpit? Maybe. My weakened immune system. But also that wouldn't affect my power to hold my bladder. Does it weaken your bladder? Maybe it will. (gasps) That would make a lot of sense. Who knows? I just can't believe that you were having a little goss session and you pissed yourself. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was just some fun with the gals, and I just couldn't contain myself. 
I mean, I don't blame you. I'm sure that they were little comedians of their third grade day. Yeah. Oh, I wonder where they are now. That is pretty traumatic, Matt. Um, And we're going to quickly brush past all of our trauma (laughs) and move into our next segment um, of the podcast, which is the news. Um, Mm. Basically, this segment is going to be us discussing the most current news without having read any of the articles or knowing any of the facts of what we are talking about. Um, We are just going to purely discuss and guess and base our opinions based on what the headline says. So, our first one today is from CNN World, and it is UK coronavirus advisor resigns after breaking lockdown rules. (gasps) Thoughts? How could he? He probably just, like, wanted to get some Starbucks and, like, got caught. Also, though, like, that is, like, the that would be the worst fucking job to break the coronavirus rules. Like, you are the advisor for the entirety of the UK, and you're like, everyone has to stay inside. And then what? You, like, went out to go to fucking Domino's or something? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm ready to break my coronavirus thing. Not to be problematic, everyone. No one cancel me after this, but I'm so fucking sick of being inside. I think we should all just say fuck it and just let it happen. Let it run its course. I want the riots to start. Like, I want us to just, like, like, start breaking. Yes, like, start breaking open stores, getting what we need. Like, that sounds exciting. Well, we need they need someone to start it and the rest will follow. Let's start it. Let's do it. So we all live in different anyone, places. Anyone living anywhere different than us or listening to this podcast, go to any store, break a window, steal something, start the riots, we're Take bored. A Light a tag on fire. <laughs> tag us. Hashtag highly informed challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the highly informed challenge is to break and enter and if you get caught that's extra points because it'll give us publicity our next topic is saudi arabia stops death penalty for people who committed crimes as minors interesting well what crimes would they deem worthy of the death penalty um, I'm pretty sure, like, honestly, this could get pretty problematic. This, this is bad. Maybe we should just stop here. No, let's keep it rolling. Honestly, honestly, no matter what I say here, it will be problematic. So all I have to say is that if you are under 18 now in Saudi Arabia, commit as many crimes as you want. Get it over with. Get it out of your system mm. because they can't kill you. Um, and that's all my advice is for them. And I'm not going to give my opinions any further on any foreign nations. Next. Um, it says, it's an analysis article, and it says, Disney is facing an unknown future. What do you think about their unknown future? Like Disney as a, are we thinking like the franchise as a whole? Because I feel like they're They're fine. talking about, or they're the talking parks? about the parks. <gasps> like closing? Possibly closing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, they might there's be. No way. They have. You don't too think much they'll money. get rid of it? 
they have too much money. Yeah, they have so much. Imagine like the movie, like the money they're getting from the movies they have. Disney Plus. I bet their subscriptions are just like so high right now. Yeah, that's true. I just can't imagine like, at, like it ever being back to normal at a place like Disney where they have like packs of like hundreds of thousands of people in like tiny spaces, like in tiny lines, like waiting for things. Like I feel like that'll take like years before we're allowed to do stuff like that again. Yeah, I won't be surprised. So I feel like that might be like, oh, they like do like a half capacity sort of thing or something. I don't know. I'm nervous in general about like how things are going to reopen because like even places that are reopening now, it's like partial reopenings and like it's just scary to think we're living in the apocalypse. Yeah, for real. You know? There's no way that things will go back to normal and it's going to be. I think they will eventually. I think that. You like, think so? Yeah. I mean, we this hasn't even been a full year of this. That's true. It and just people feels are already like getting back to like normal life and normal living. Like not completely at all. But I think that like it's definitely not going to be like in a year or two, but like five years from now, concerts are going to be happening. Like shit's going to be back. That's a good point. I feel like it's just kind of like we have to just wait it out until it's over. It's just like sucks because being stuck inside is obviously not ideal for anyone. Well, maybe there are some people who it's ideal for. <laughs> I'm yeah, sure. Maybe. Probably. I got a news article for us. Um, Rob Gronkowski is current favorite to win the NFL Comeback Player of the Year. What do we think <laughs> oh, about that? You brought sports um, to this, man? <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, so, this is perfect for us. on this. Which sport was this? The NFL. That is. Matt, I want um, you to say what sport that is. Fashion league. Because <laughs> this is a good start. It so does show a photo of football. So that is um, the sport. Okay, so it's football. Rob. Rob Gronkowski. Gronkowski. Do you know what team he plays he, for? He um. The Dolphins. Oh, nope. <laughs> give Pretty me much. the first letter. P. Patriots. Yes. That is the only football team I know, so I'm glad it was that one. That's good. Uh, that's the one that Tom Brady. Yeah, but he oh, yeah. left. He's, Didn't he leave? He left that. He left and he kisses his kids. Yeah, he does make out with his kids. It's weird. Often. The question is, what about him being a first pick in the draft? Um, You know, I don't know where the article went, so I can't tell you. <laughs> Matt, what? <laughs> but it's um, good to think about. Yeah, in con- in conclusion, I am thinking about Rob Gronkowski. Gronkowski. <laughs> <laughs> and I am thinking about the NFL as we are moving forward during these trying times. I think that it's super important that he is picking in the draft first. He's picking first in the draft. Is that what they do? And do they pick or do the teams pick? How do oh, they draft? I thought that it said that <laughs> I thought they said that he was picking first in the draft. Is that not what it said? No, no, no. No, no, no. He's the current favorite to win NFL comeback player of the year. Oh, so we were talking oh, about something has- totally different. <laughs> 
<laughs> comeback, oh. comeback player of the year. Well, what about um, OJ Simpson? He's got a comeback. He just got out of prison. <laughs> yeah, he's the really NFL, back. Yeah, the NFL is not considering the comeback of OJ Simpson, who played for my home team, the Buffalo Bills, everyone. Wow. I have visited OJ Simpson's Buffalo home, and, you know, it just fills me with such pride to know that he lived here for so long. Wow, lucky you. I know. I feel lucky when I think about it. I'm really glad that you asked us about sports, Matt, the thing that we know the most about. Right. I thought that we (laughs) could give some great input on it. I feel like we should do, um, like, I feel like at some point the three of us should sit down and, like, do a March Madness pool or something. (laughs) That'd be fun. And we just That's for basketball. Pick whoever the fuck we want to pick. Yeah, I don't really know much about it. And then boys always make me feel bad. They're like that I don't know more than like four football teams. <laughs> and I I but I don't have the want to learn. I'm also when I looked up news because guys, we do do this live where we are looking up this news. I just looked up um news right now and it came up with asia news u.s news europe news china news breaking news so i didn't know which one we should cover i'm on page 13 of google search of news (laughs) trying to find something not related to coronavirus but it's inevitable. Um, so our, basically, since the news is only about coronavirus right now, I'm going to move in, us into our next segment, which I'm mm. really excited about, guys, which is the advice portion of the podcast, where we answer all of our listeners' questions, or at least we just answer the interesting ones. Perfect. So. Hit me with the first question. Our first question is... From an anonymous source, no one wanted their name to be included in this, which I understand. Our first question. So, I have this person that I have been close friends with for a while, and I've always thought they were cute, but didn't really do anything about it. But then, I don't know what happened, and we ended up hooking up, and I kind of caught feelings, but also didn't want anything with them, because I didn't want to ruin the friendship. We ended up hanging out a few more times after that, but we haven't really done anything together in a while, and I don't want it to have made our friendship weird. What can I do to get our friendship back to the way it was? Can I? Should I just pretend nothing happened in the first place? What do you guys think? I say just address it. Just say, hey, this is what's up. What's up with this? Just put up some bold moves. Or hook up with them again and see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) I think that she's should show up to their house. Well. And just, <laughs> just lay it on the line. Be like, it's me or nothing, you know? Or write a song. <laughs> yeah, that's actually good advice. Uh, out of their window? Like, she gets into their house. <laughs> yeah, she gets into their house and she puts them outside. And then she starts singing. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be kind of good kind of romantic mm. it really set the scene for this failed friendship fuck 
You really had to call it a failed friendship. The person listening to this is punching the air right now. <laughs> yeah, I will be honest. Friends with benefits never works out. Um, so good luck. Yeah, it never works out. Even casual hookups never work out. You yep. will get your heart broken. Matt, you know a lot about that. Would you like to share anything? No comment. Silence. <laughs> yeah, I assumed it would be so when I asked. <laughs> um, but, you know, not much you can do about that. It's just... <laughs> It's just when you get yourself into situations like this, it's really hard to get yourself out of them and have things be normal unless there's like a large span of time in which you guys are hanging out in like group settings or something to like acclimate you back to the friendship because otherwise it's like kind of awkward. Right. Like one, it most likely will never be back to what it was before. (laughs) It's gonna be straight up. But... Just know, give it time, and things will work out for the best. Whether that yeah, is like, your friends or not. Like, you might be friends again in the future. I mean, you're probably not going to be the best of friends because there's that thing between you guys where you guys like, were like, oh, we hooked up for a while. But at least it won't be weird, you know? Right. Because the worst thing is when it's awkward. Because when it's awkward, then anytime you're in a group setting, it just throws you off and then it ruins the entire experience i like taking the route of just ignoring them or (laughs) just ghosting them and then you don't have to face your fears of talking to them ever again and life moves on you find new friends honestly although that is funny it's also a really good technique (laughs) <laughs> yes, you do lose a friend. You will lose a friend, but it does save you the painful, painful awkwardness of trying to mend your failing relationship. And I know that this person did not want to hear that as the answer. <laughs> um, <laughs> but sometimes, as Lizzo said, the truth hurts. And we have to just move on from there. Amen. <laughs> so in conclusion... We say either talk to them about it up front, go write a song for them, kick them out of their house and sing it to them from their window. Or continue hooking up again. Um, Hang out with them in group settings. Oh yeah, continue hooking up. Or ghost them completely and save yourself the awkwardness. Yeah. So really the options are endless. Um, (laughs) Good luck. Um, Our next advice question says, okay, so I go to school for acting at NYU, but I feel like I have learned enough that I can be successful somewhere, either in acting or recording music. But if I don't get a degree, I feel like I would be labeled as a dropout and would not be as in demand if I don't have the degree. But if I stay, I will be $160,000 more in debt, adding to my already $160,000 in debt that I have accumulated. And I'm not happy because I'm not a school person. But at the same time, it provides safety and a false reality being at school because it's not real life yet. What should I do? So your first, I won't say mistake, your first choice that may have led you here was going to NYU. Um, But you don't need the degree. 
Exactly. Like, how many famous people do you know that, like, went to college and did their full four years? Like, most people just dropped out of high school and just started right then and there. Right. So it's almost like you made a mistake in the first place going to college. There's your first mistake. Your first mistake is that you went to college. Your second mistake is that you went to a college that is going to put you in, like, $400,000 worth of debt. (laughs) That is your second mistake. Yeah, what you should have done Um, is get famous and then go to college so then you can pay for the college. mm, Right, like Dylan Sprouse. (laughs) Exactly. He nailed it. Good job, Dylan Sprouse. If you're listening to this, you did a good job with your education. Didn't he also go to NYU? I, mm-hmm. Yep. I just feel like the college system is already a scam, but especially for arts majors, like every day I feel like it's a scam that I go to college. I'm like, I can't believe I'm paying this much to do this. Yeah, I feel that. I mean, it's not as bad for like, trades that are like design or like because you actually have to learn how to do those things but like acting i'm always like man you could have just taken classes and gone and started auditioning because mm. like i don't think leonardo dicaprio went to college yeah that's the thing like i know we have a lot of friends that are acting majors but it's a huge waste of time <laughs> they all <laughs> They all have unfollowed us right now. We have yeah, no whatever. more friends I'll after this. It. Okay, it's all right. They can deal with it. They, I feel like you got to have thick skin if you're an actor. Because <laughs> your whole life is rejection. Yeah, I think that's the way to go. I don't know. I just think that... I don't know if there's anything that this person can do to help themselves. Like, if you want to drop out of school... Like, do it. Like, start doing the work and drop out. But if you think it's going to put you in a negative financial situation, Mm. then I guess stick it out for the last how many ever years you have left and just get the degree. But also it sucks that they have to pay $400,000 for school because that is crazy. Also, like, if you really want to start your career soon and if you want to be, like, a singer or, like, an actor, move to L.A. Right. Like, that's where all the movies are. Like, going to school in New York is not really going to help you out that much. Yeah, New York school is not for those who want to go into film, really, or, like, for those who are in the music industry. Like, that's all on the West Coast. Being in New York is, like, you want to do theater or you want to do fashion. Like, those are the New York industries. Mm. Exactly. It's a lot harder to make connections when you're not where it's happening. Right. And if you want to do it, if you want to go do music, there's no better time to do it than now. Just go do it. You can't say, I will do it once I'm done with school. No, do it now. And then you're already however many years ahead of when you would have been getting out of school. Right. So basically to this person... I guess our advice is just do it the thing now and stop wasting your time. Just do um, it, Nike Swish. So we're saying to drop out of school and move to move LA. Move to LA. <laughs> yep. Yeah. 
Um, I feel like that's really good advice for us to give. Yep, change up your whole life. <laughs> um, our next piece of advice that we're supposed to give is how are you all dealing with the financial burdens of the coronavirus? Paying so much for school when it is questionable if we will even be back in person in the fall. Um, we all don't have an answer. <laughs> because we are all also suffering financially and mentally at the fact that we might not be able to go back to school and we're all paying like $30,000 a semester um, to be on Zoom University. And so as I wish that we could give you advice about this, um, we are all also struggling. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing to say when we are going through the same thing yeah we will take other people's advice if anyone yeah, else if likes you, to tell us you got advice going on. let us know yeah go to our instagram page highly informed podcast and let us know if you have any advice for how to financially survive the coronavirus pandemic because we have no fucking clue <laughs> Um, so whoever asked that, I'm so sorry. Um, we don't have any sort of advice for you, but we do sympathize. Um, and that is our last advice question for today. Um, I kind of like doing those. I think it's fun to find out what everyone else is struggling with because then it makes me feel like my life isn't also the only fucked up one. No, and we can I judge them for their problems. <laughs> so our last segment of the podcast today and our most coveted segment of the podcast is the great debate mm. today's topic is basically so we're all familiar with the movie call me by your name starring timothy chalamet um some refer to him, yeah some refer to him as the savior of the 21st century um mm. i've heard that thrown around a couple times um, and in that movie, Timothy Chalamet fucks a peach. What fruit do you think would be best to fuck? Um, Matt, we're going to start with you. I'm, you know, this is tough, but I really think that Timothy Chalamet made a great choice with fucking the peach. Okay. Like by removing the pit creates a nice... <laughs> You're describing this like you've done this before, Matt. Um, I will say I have not. Oh, good. I thought you were going to say that you other, <laughs> I'm thinking of other fruits, and some just don't seem as... Like, think Luscious. about a pineapple, right? Like, that would not Ooh. be good. Spiky. Like, you know... Acidic. Mm. <laughs> so I'm going to have to go with... Um, uh, the peach is a great option for that one. Emma, what are your thoughts? Okay. Personally... I am going to say a watermelon. Um, I've been researching the top health benefits of a watermelon. It keeps you hydrated. It contains compounds that may prevent cancer. It can improve your heart health. It lowers inflammation and relieves muscle soreness. And I feel like if you just measure out the right shape and size it would be a really comfortable ride <laughs> mm. but seedless obviously 
Because right. if you get a seed stuck in, if you got a seed stuck in your urethra, that is, whew, that would hurt. Mm-mm-mm. Just imagine it sliding down. <laughs> nope. How? Uh, for all our male listeners out there, I hope you pictured that happening to yourself. Um, BB, what fruit? Um, I would say one that is good for the male and the female because we want to include both genders in this, which then I would say would be a cucumber. Because listen, a pretty Mm. wide, like think of like a pretty like, what is the word? Not large, but girthy, thick, girthy <laughs> that girthy. you that you cut, and then for like a male, you can like cut it and like hollow it out. There you go. Mm-hmm. Or for a female, you know, <laughs> I don't have to explain that one. Right. But my question arises: One, do they have seedless cucumbers? <laughs> well, the seeds in cucumbers are. Like, very, like, you know, loose. Is that the word? <laughs> Flexible. <laughs> They're wet. <laughs> right. Add texture. Mm. Loose. <laughs> <laughs> and, again, you just scoop them out. Right. Sure. There you go. Okay. I, I'm, I'm still going to contend for the watermelon. My only problem is... I'm not sure how, like, the shell of the watermelon would feel. Um, but I feel like the inside would feel nice. Because have you ever, like, put your finger in a watermelon? Yes. All the time. Yeah, it's, like, it's nice. It's wet. <laughs> a little cold. But you can heat it up in the microwave. Well. <laughs> but wait, you know when a watermelon has been sitting there for a little bit and it gets, like grainy if that makes sense you know yeah. when it's not like fresh mm-hmm. and like chewed but it gets like that like mushy kind of mushiness weirdness. and like grainy that's the only way that yeah. I yeah that may cause problems okay I understand where you're coming from um but I will say have you ever on a summer day had just a ripe mm. really pink piece of watermelon and oh, don't fun. you want to stick your dick in that Well <laughs> Honestly yeah See that's what I'm saying but also I feel like those there's a lot of fruits that make give people that same emotion mm. <laughs> or banana maybe Feel you need like a, a banana peel. What? Yeah, you take out the banana and then you like the peel. Yeah, a banana could work for both genders too. But I feel like the risk of inserting a banana inside that of you could work. No, if you put if you leave the peel. On. <laughs> oh, leave the peel. <gasps> or put what a condom on it. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Safe sex even with fruits. You don't want to get STDs from a fruit. <laughs> or you don't want to give your don't. STDs to that fruit. God, could you imagine if you fucked a watermelon, gave it chlamydia, and someone ate it? That would suck. Oh, that's disgusting. I just, the thought if you of ate a chlamydia a watermelon, watermelon and then cutting it up and serving it. 
<laughs> bon appetit. It's like that scene from The Help when she serves her shit as a pie, but it's chlamydia watermelon. Same thing. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Except one was like about racism and the other one's just gross. <laughs> <laughs> After hearing them, I'm kind of torn between the cucumber and the peach, to be honest. Because I feel like the peach is good for the men, but the cucumber is mm. versatile. It does both. Exactly. You got to think about both. And now that you've presented that, I'm going to have to be on Team Cucumber. But if there oh, are seedless you, cucumbers, because right. I don't want seeds in the urethra. <laughs> Genetically <laughs> modify that. Perfect. And I think get that back that would be a good idea. If you, the listeners, have any ideas of what fruits you think would be best to fuck, um, comment that on our Instagram, uh, highly informed podcast <laughs> plug, um, because I honestly can't think of any other fruits. Technically, a tomato is a fruit, but those are full of seeds and also gross. And like um, some I are just can't way of- too squishy. So squishy. And there's always a bug in a tomato. You know it. Always a bug. <laughs> Plus, but now that I'm thinking about the peach, do you remember James and the Giant Peach? I just watched that movie. <laughs> Did you really? Yes. It's on Disney+. Plus. I like that movie. I love that movie. Do you think movie. that James <gasps> I actually might watch it after. <laughs> what, Matt? So do you think that James I think he fucked, fucked that spider. Movie? <gasps> I feel like that spider was a mother spot. figure to the him. The spider. <laughs> you don't know what. Uh, yeah, maybe he has mommy issues. Didn't his mom get like trampled in the sky by like a like a bull or something? And his dad. That part is unclear to me. Like it's supposed to be like I know that this this whole part of this <laughs> peach coming to life or whatever is not realistic. But like the rest of the movie is like with real people and like kind of realistic. And the thing that they came up with to like say that the parents died is that this rhinoceros came out of the sky and ate them. <laughs> that makes no sense to me. Yeah. I it's a lot of plot holes they got going on in James the Giant Peach. <laughs> also like why is a why are rhinoceros rhinoceroses? Rhinoceri? I don't know. Why are they murdering human beings? Because we're trying to take their horns. Like, wouldn't that be like... Is that really what it is? The poachers? Well, they shot like it that it escaped from the oh. zoo. And then it, like, came flying through this cloud in the sky. Oh, like, the... how did the... You're right, you're right. How did it get in the sky? That's a lot of things, a lot of questions I have for that movie. There's Honestly, a lot of options for the that Pearl movie, of Rhinoceros. That's what you looked up, Matt? That is Rhinoceros, Rhinoceros, <laughs> Rhinoceri, or Rhinocerotes. I like the roads. No, Rhinoceros? That's, Bitch. um... No. <laughs> the archaic version. It's mm. a lot for me. In conclusion to the debate, um, 
I although I am on team cucumber, I think it might be a tie between the peach and the cucumber. I would fuck the peach if it was a giant for peach. For overall usage. But you know, that's uh, just- Matt, you are the giant peach. <gasps> Matt is James. James has the giant peach. Matt can. Mm-hmm. Wow. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. Well, this has been a really good chat today, guys. I really enjoyed all the things that we've talked about. And yeah, for the first fun. go at making a podcast, this could have been a lot worse. It it could have been a lot better, but it could have been a lot worse. <laughs> and so I think in that way, we are successful. <laughs> um, thank you for listening, everyone. Follow our Instagram at Highly Informed Podcast and tune in next time to find out if this gets any more cohesive. Thanks for listening. Peace.